0: guys, this is the clinical Breakroom podcast. Uh, we are both nurses. So we just decided to start this podcast together. And we didn't really see there's a whole lot of nursing podcasts out there. So we really wanted to use this podcast to kind of elevate the attention to nursing in general and kind of give insight to anyone who's aspiring to be a nurse. So Lexi and I were going to be the host for this and we're going to have guests on all the time. But uh, this one's just going to be us to kind of uh, give you a background of who we are. Um, as I said, we're both nurses and we kind of both done completely different things with our career, which kind of shows how good nursing really is. But uh, we're going to talk about, this podcast is going to go over the journey of how to become a nurse and what it really takes. And we're both going to kind of give our stories of how we ended up being nurses. And of course, we we actually met in nursing school. So we're going to talk about that, how that uh, happened and everything. So, but just to give a little background about myself, so... My name is Wilker Patrick. Uh, I am the founder of Tactile VR, so it's presenting this podcast. But uh, I've always pretty much been around nursing my entire life. I have a family full of nurses. And they, I would say, probably persuaded me to become a nurse. I, At first, when I was going through high school, I thought I was going to do something in science, but uh, I thought I was going to do forensic pathology, which was still, I still think that's really cool. But Ended up, some for some reason, getting into nursing right after I got out of high school and uh, played football for uh, college football for a year, uh, started in a BSN program, which we can talk about that um, difference between a BSN and an ADN program because a lot of people don't really know. Um, but I uh, played football for a year and then transferred back to an ADN program, which is back where we're from in Ohio. And if you guys don't know, ADN, Associate's Degree of Nursing, and it's a community college. So two to three year school, went back, finished my schooling there. And that's where, of course, I met Lexi here. So I'll go ahead and let Lexi talk about her background and how she ended up getting into nursing.
1: Hi, my name is Lexi Kirkpatrick. I am a registered nurse, and I started... In um, high school, I went to the Career Center and I got my STNA uh, before I graduated high school. And um, that led me to working at a nursing home and I worked with a bunch of old people and it was wonderful. And I um, actually wanted to do physical therapy before I got into nursing. And um, I started taking like intro to PT and things like that and it was super boring and I'm like, oh my gosh, help me! I need something more exciting than like <laughs> doing this. And um, so yeah, so I um, trans- transitioned into nursing school, and um, I I loved it. It was it was just you know where I knew I needed to be, and I did the ADM program, and um, I graduated from the ADM program, and then I got my BSN online while I was working as an RN. And, um, I'm currently in school for my master's. I'm specializing in gerontology as a nurse practitioner and I work in wound care. So, um, I work in an outpatient wound care clinic. Um, it's a comprehensive head to toe. And then I also work in a diabetic foot and limb preservation center. So we do, um, ankle below lots of diabetic ulcers and all the fun things, lots of pseudomonas and smelly wounds so that's where my heart is and i get to see a lot of old people because like you know all, you the, old, love your old all the old folks come in and they have boo-boos that we take care of
0: so. you're the boo-boo crew
1: yeah we're the boo-boo crew
0: i guess i forgot to mention what i did so i kind of talked about how we both kind of went direct directly different ways or we went different ways completely in nursing, um, that you did wound care. You start out with doing home health as your first job as a nurse. And then I went into critical care like pretty much right away. I went into the emergency department and then quickly transitioned into the ICU. So we both, Lexi's never worked in a hospital. So that just shows you guys that if you're wanting to work as a nurse, but you don't want to work in the hospital, it's definitely possible. Even if it's your first job, you don't have to work in the hospital. But you know, so I I went into ICU and my background too. I just finished my MSN and I'm a family nurse practitioner now, but uh, just doing everything PRN now since we have uh, our company here. So yeah, so Lexi and I both have completely different specialties in nursing. That's one of the great things about nursing is that, you know, if you get bored with something, you can go transition into a different specialty of nursing and have a completely different job. Because if I were to go into OR, so surgery, I would have absolutely no idea what I was doing. Or if I was treating any like NICU patient, like a newborn patient, I would have absolutely no idea what I was doing. So if I ever get bored, I would be doing pediatrics, I guess, if that would be something, but definitely not bored yet. So, (laughs) Uh, so we want to talk about the, so we already talked about what made you decide to be pursuing nursing. Um, So what we want, one of the questions that was popular is what did you expect going into nursing school? Um, Obviously, a lot of people talk about you know, how difficult nursing school is, but, uh, did you have, did you, so you're a transition from PT. Did you have a expectation of how difficult nursing school was or did you not really know about it?
1: I mean, I feel like everyone, like, I feel like everyone's like, Oh, nursing school is so hard, which I mean, it's not easy, yeah. but I feel like when you're passionate and you're motivated and you have a good support system and you are like organized and like you're just ready to tackle it and I mean there's there's some challenges but I feel like if if your head is there and your heart is there then you know you can you can do all the things
0: you definitely have to be motivated to go into nursing school you can't just get into it thinking that you know as like a backup plan or something I know some people have done that and then it just kind of If you don't have your head all the way into nursing school, then you're gonna have a hard time because it really does take a lot of mental fortitude. Pretty much, you have to be like Lexi said, extremely organized. Yeah. Um, a
1: good support system.
0: Yeah, you have to have there. I mean, you're.
1: If you have kids, or yeah, I mean, especially if you have kids, you definitely need a good support system.
0: Yeah. To
1: organize all your all your days.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, like with you, obviously, you had the. I mean. Everyone's story is a little different, but uh, I mean, me going into nursing school, I live with my parents still. I went, like I said, went to a BSN program and then went uh, back home to an ADN program and lived with my parents. So it was a lot easier for me for someone uh, compared to you who had a child already and, you know, having to take care of them. So everyone's story is a little different, but it just shows you that, you know, no matter where you're at in life that you, you, you know, can make
1: You can make changes and I mean, there's so much help out there. Like you can just get all the resources and reach out to you know people and just you know do it for you and your future and your family and um yeah don't don't give up and think oh I can't do this because of this like just try there's there's no reason to not try
0: yeah it's totally worth it yeah no matter like all the crap we hear about nursing being terrible job and everything definitely hospital has that reputation, but it really does depend on what hospital too, because I worked at a really nice, you know, I didn't really have a terrible uh, experience going through the hospital. I mean, it was definitely hard. There were some days where I just felt like I wanted to quit right then and there, but you know, it really, it is all about what you surround yourself in. And same thing goes through nursing school too. If you have a good support system and not everyone really has that, but you know, no matter what you can get through nursing school, no matter where you really are in life, it's, it is hard, but if you have the, the mental fortitude or the motivation to do it, anybody could really do it. Yeah. You have to learn, you have to learn how to, you know, renew the way you study and it's kind of a little different that way, but we won't get into all the details. But, um, was there, do you believe there's a certain job that you should do before going to nursing school?
1: No, I don't. I don't. I mean, a lot of people say like start in med surge and like,
0: No, I mean like a job that before you become a nurse. Oh,
1: before you become a nurse. I mean, I feel like there's so many nurses that have come Mm -hmm. from like, I mean, there's nurses that have been in IT before they've been here, there, you know, wherever. Cause I mean, if you think about it, like figuring out what you want to do for the rest of your life is not that easy. And we all like, we all start when we're young. I mean, right out of high school, we're like, what, 18 years old. Yeah. So like you're your mind is young you're like you have different mindsets and i feel like figuring out what you want to do when you're so young is kind of hard cuz you haven't gone through a lot of like just life you haven't gone through life you know for very yeah. long so i feel like it is hard to figure out what you want to do and so some people think they know and then they start the job and they're like man this is not me i'm not happy i don't want to do this and so you know quickly they they transition into yeah you know different
0: Yeah. I will say that if you become an STNA, you'll find out real quick if you want to be a nurse or not, because that's kind of giving you a, STNA is like entry level of healthcare job. It's really difficult. It's my most difficult job I've ever had. I worked at a a med surge floor as an STNA. And if you guys don't already know that, that's very extremely high paced job and you're doing lots and lots of things for the nurses, but it definitely gave me an eye opener to like what to expect to be a nurse, because if you don't really know if you're wanting to be a nurse, I do. I mean, if you don't have any other jobs um, that you're interested in, try being an STNA first and seeing if that's something that will interest you because you'll either hate it or you'll love it uh, depending on, you know, who you are as a person. But STNA definitely helped me understand exactly what to expect for nursing. And they also also like, you know, talking to them about, how they got through nursing school too. Like you're, like I said, once again, surround your, pe- surround yourself with people that will support. And then if you surround yourself with nurses, that are you know, active in the practice and they'll, you know, be able to give you a lot more insight than the normal person would, or just yeah. even asking your nursing school really. Cause that's not that helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I
1: mean, like you don't have like an STNA, like you have to go and get a certification. You have to go through like classes and stuff like that. But like you can get on the job training at a hospital and work as a PCA and like you're checking blood sugars and, you know, doing things like that. But like I I did STNA and I worked at a nursing home and I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, nursing home, ew. (laughs) But I loved it. And obviously it's not for everyone, but there's just something really sweet and special about like waking someone up and doing their hair and getting them dressed for the day or shaving them in you know, so they feel fresh and clean on their way to breakfast or there's like a lot of like, it's, it's a lot of work and it's, but it's slower pace and you get a lot more time with like your patients and you get to truly learn about like their life and you, they live there. So you're in their home, you know, taking care of them. So like as an STNA, you can work in a nursing home, you can work in a hospital. And then if you go the PCA route, it's just like on the job training in the hospital.
0: Yeah. So yeah, You really don't even, well, you don't need any actual certification to start yep. work. You can apply. And, you know, based off your personality, I think personality is the biggest deal with healthcare. care. Um, we, I mean, we both feel pretty passionate about that is that we'll, you'll have, you can be extremely smart and know absolutely everything what to do. But if you're a terrible human being, or if you don't have a good personality, that's likable, you won't be a good nurse because it takes a lot more than just knowing what to do. Um, and, you know. Nurses are responsible with human lives on their hands, especially in the hospital, of course. And if you're lazy and don't really want to, you know, do good, then you're not going to be a good nurse automatically. So it just depends on the personality. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you're a bad person. It's just That's why I say if you go – if you are an STNA or a PCA before nursing school, you'll find out real quick if this is something that you'll want to pursue. So it's definitely a, a good thing to do if you don't have already a steady job, so – All right. So what were your best and worst memories in nursing school?
1: My best, I loved, like, I just loved being surrounded by people that had like the same goal. And like, we were, you know, we were always studying and we were always going to class and we were always, we were all very like focused and, and motivated. And I don't know, just, it felt really good to, to share that same feeling and excitement with the same people. Yeah. And it like it gave you a sense of community and and um I don't know, I guess and then I met you, which (laughs) that's like a whole another story in itself. But um but yeah, the worst, I mean I don't know. I just like looking back, it's like, wow, all the all the little things that you had to do to like, you know, make sure that you were at clinical on time super early in the morning when it was super far away Mm -hmm. or organizing like babysitting and organizing when to study and I mean there was a lot of like days that were hard but you just take it one day at a time and um and yeah you just yeah. keep keep on keeping on
0: <laughs> yeah I mean best memories of course meeting my wife and then uh worst memories is I would agree the high pace There was so much there was so much to do all the time in nursing school whether it's the classes going to lectures and then you know staying ahead of the game with notes and the exams and they assign like 40 chapters in one week and you know you have to stay ahead like with your studying and make sure you're actually prepared for each exam and then all at the same time you have to pass labs lab skills that was definitely i think those are almost more stressful than the tests because lab skill checkoffs were of course you guys don't already know if you're not in nursing school you have a instructor pretty much staring at every little move you do at nursing and when you do a lab school check off and Mm -hmm. that was I feel like I was more nervous about those than I was about the actual test because I've always been naturally a good test taker so I didn't worry too much about that but like
1: I mean everyone's like what instructor am I gonna get for you know
0: this lab check off or did you ever fail a lab check off in school (laughs) (laughs) maybe I I don't think I have I don't probably not
1: will was like Okay. Every he would he would literally teach people. Like people would come to him, and like he would like have a room in the library, and he would just go and teach people like on a whiteboard. Yeah. I was obviously the one that was like needed to be taught, yeah. and yeah, so
0: yeah, I was teaching. While I was in nursing school, but that also helped me because I feel like if you teach, that's another like study little study tip for some people is like if you know how to teach it to somebody, then you know the concept pretty well. So that really helped me. So yeah, that was kind of my way of studying too. So um yeah but yeah that that was the I wouldn't say nursing school overall I wouldn't say there was any worse memories. I actually
1: miss nursing school yeah. like we were just talking about that I miss it it was like you had a community and you went somewhere every day and like you saw people that were I don't know yeah I just I miss it a little it's
0: because you had such a big purpose yeah like nursing and you felt
1: like you were going somewhere every day like you felt like yeah you had a list of things that you were checking off every day you felt accomplished for doing the like you know so it was
0: actually kind of fun in a way because i mean yeah it's high stress you get stressed out quite a bit with all the stuff but like having a goal there's always a goal in front of your face in nursing school whether it's the exam lab skill checkoffs going to clinical and just you know you're just like a sponge in in nursing school and it was fun because you're like you just said there's you're around people that are trying to achieve the same thing you can you know, nurses kind of have, like, a dark sense, sense of humor, of universe, so it's like you the, – there's, there's, like, a certain, certain style of a human being is, you know, someone who at least wants to aspire being a nurse or if you already are a nurse, you know that, like, your nursing friends are – you know, it's pretty fun if you have – you're surrounded around the right people and stuff. So I wouldn't say it's a, it was a bad experience. It was – like I said, I, I actually do miss it as well because it was – like, you have to be kind of – at least I am. I'm proud to be able to say that I was a nurse or, you know, I am a nurse still. And it's because not very many people can really do it. And like knowing that you're going through something that is hard, it was pretty fun, honestly. So, okay. So we kind of talked about this already. What, there was another question we had is that what made you more nervous? Clinicals, tests, labs, lab checkoffs or simulation? I would probably say lab checkoffs were my, well, I was most nervous about, you yeah. know, dreadful putting on uh, sterile gloves in front of <laughs> your, your I, hands are always, sweating and there was like, always the Man. worst part is putting on sterile gloves right in front of a, where you're doing your obstacle check because your hands are like sweating and they will not go on. So if that happens or to if, you,
1: or if you don't know something and you're like <laughs> trying to act like, Oh yeah, I, I knew that. But like, yeah, yeah, it's
0: yeah. One of the things that always helped me too, is if I wasn't so sure about something, I would verbally say it out loud in front of them and say that, you know, once I started talking it out, I would actually kind of figure it out eventually. Let's be what?
1: real. Every instructor loved Will, so, like, I'm pretty sure that they were like, oh, yeah, you're good. You know what you're doing.
0: <laughs> <But> Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Well, let's so talk fun. about that. Was there, there's another question. Was there an instructor in nursing school that was a big role model for you? And if so, what were their qualities? <laughs> so, I feel like I know what your answer is going to be. Miss Hellman? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, she yeah, she was pretty <laughs> awesome. She's I think everyone was scared of her, including myself. Um, but Hopefully like, I feel like this. when you fear someone, like it makes you want to work harder and like know your stuff even more. Or, you know, they, it makes you want to be better and do better when when you fear someone, just like your kids. Like they should, your kids should fear you as a parent because, you know, it makes, it sets their standards, you know, high. And um, yeah, so I feel like, Miss Helman just had. She was very, she was very smart and consistent, and yeah. she had high expectations for you. And you know, she ex she expected you to know your
0: <laughs> your
1: <laughs> your beep. And um, yeah, I just I love that about her. And she she was very professional. And yeah, I mean she, she was she yeah, was
0: great. Miss hallman was very very smart I didn't have her as a clinical instructor unfortunately like you did so I didn't really get that much uh one-on-one with her but uh she was like I did have her for a few times in lab lab skill checkoffs, and she was always very very knowledgeable and she yeah if she if you did something wrong she's going to let you know um and you know and you won't forget what you did (laughs) wrong
1: because you she will you know make sure you know and then
0: yeah it was very like like to the point, it wasn't like she wasn't sugarcoating anything, so You're I, like, I did okay, like
1: it's Okay, honey, her. you'll do better. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. no, that was wrong. Yeah, she would. Why'd you do that? She will tell you. I, I do know that she was very, very good. Um, as for lecturers, or no, actually, I would say my I had a lot of experience with um, mm-hmm. crap, uh, Miss uh, Airsman. Miss Ayersman was very like I, I had her twice, and she was she was very good too, so she was.
1: There was another instructor that
0: you yeah. like. I'm trying to Ms. I mean we've had quite Miss Crum. A few. Oh yeah.
1: Okay, I was gonna say that's like your favorite. Yeah.
0: I mean yeah, probably my favorite nursing instructors was Miss Ayersman and yeah, Miss Crum. She was she was awesome. Yeah. She was also a lot she was always there in uh labs as well. She was a lot of, a lot of the time. She was checking me off too. She was very good. Okay, so <clears throat> how was it when you graduated? and planning for the NCLEX do you feel so, like what well, I guess my question is do you feel like it was more stressful than nursing school once you graduated
1: because um, I think it was I mean yeah like it's like mm. all your years are like piled into one exam and yeah I mean yeah you just feel a lot of pressure but our our graduation was not good like it was a it was around COVID and yeah. Like, we didn't get a pinning ceremony. We didn't get to do it. Like, we, I'm like, did we even graduate? I didn't feel like we graduated. (laughs) Cause, you know, you look, you look forward to like your pinning ceremony and, and, you know, graduating, walking across the stage and just having that like celebration. And we did have a, we had a graduation party together. Yeah. But it still was like,
0: it felt so weird. I
1: still feel like I never graduated. Yeah. But
0: COVID in general, just like,
1: I know it's sad. It's like,
0: weirdest thing.
1: You know, you look forward (laughs) to those things and,
0: it totally interrupt and it was hard to get a job as a new grad too for me anyways cuz i you know in the hospital setting they want you to have experience and then a lot of the residency programs were shut down at that time yeah. so like you pretty much had no entry of being you know being a new grad nurse but i got lucky so thankfully i was able to get in but that was uh that was a rough time I think NCLEX, preparing for the NCLEX was more stressful just because I think it was it was COVID at that time. I don't know if it would have been as stressful. We would literally, because
1: you were supposed to wear masks. Like you're required to wear a mask during your testing. So we would practice testing with a mask on.
0: <laughs> it was just the most ridiculous thing. Craziness. It was. Um, okay. So how did you, I guess one of the other questions is too, is how did we prepare for the NCLEX? And what was questions. your opinion?
1: questions 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 what do you mean like inclex questions oh. we just did like we didn't i mean we, we didn't study content because i mean we were literally yeah. just setting our entire life away so that is a huge point, you just yeah. you just do questions and you learn how to answer yeah. the questions because there's a certain style you know and they try to trick you and blah 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 but like if you know how to answer an NCLEX style question, then you should be pretty good.
0: Yeah. A lot of it's really just being a good test taker, honestly. And all the NCLEX is, is a huge safety exam you know, they want, they're pretty much grading you on how safe you're going to be as a nurse. And, you know, they have these scaled questions that come through and, you know, it could be, you could only be taking 85 questions or two, I don't remember the max anymore, but it's changed recently with the new gen NCLEX. But, uh, I definitely would agree that you know don't spend a lot of time on. Actually, I was we probably spent zero time on studying content because that's literally what you did the entire time in nursing school. Yeah, we just um, did questions. Yeah, we did lots of pretty questions. I would do time. like a hundred questions a day, pretty much before, and it would be I would segment the questions out by category. So I would do this day I would do cardiovascular, and if I missed like a bunch of questions on this certain concept, then maybe I would go back and look at my notes yeah. and strengthen my, you know, mm-hmm. knowledge up on that. But that was, we would use questions. That was like our strength. You know, we would use NCLEX style question banks. So definitely invest in one if you just graduate nursing school. But a lot of nursing schools nowadays will have the, a lot of them use ATI, which is like a another software that uh, nursing schools like to use to help their students pass the NCLEX on the first time. So, um, all right. So describe your first job as a new grad nurse. And how prepared did you feel? Do you feel like nursing school prepared you to be a nurse? Yours might be a lot different answer than mine because of the route you took. So you go ahead first.
1: I mean, so I I think I did apply to some hospitals. But, like, we had a kid. So we moved to Texas. We actually took our NCLEX in Texas. We graduated in Ohio, took our NCLEX in Texas. So we Mm -hmm. moved to Dallas. And um, funny story, I was doing Uber, no, I wasn't.
0: No, you were. Doing, I was doing DoorDash. Door, DoorDash. Yeah, I was doing DoorDash. <laughs> and I was working at GNC. Yeah, and he
1: was working at GNC. We were making like no money. Like we were broke. Mm. And but we were waiting to take our NCLEX, and you know, like getting that schedule and all that stuff is just like for, it takes forever. Yeah. But Especially but yeah, we were COVID. we were real broke. I mean, it was it was it was kind of funny. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so we just we applied to literally every job because as a new grad, it's kind of hard to get a job unless. You like worked as an STNA to hospital, and they know you're taking your NCLEX, and like they can get you a job set up. So I mean, I would suggest getting a job as an STNA like while you're in nursing school. So when you graduate, you kind of already have, you know, an an outlet to starting a new job. Yeah. But so we moved to Texas. So like we both he worked at a hospital, I worked at a nursing home in Ohio, and they probably both would have hired us, but we moved. So. We had to apply to like a crap ton of jobs. We applied everywhere. Like, I almost resorted to doing pediatric home health, which <laughs> that is like totally not me. Yeah. Because I like kids when we were in pediatric clinicals, I literally cried at, at the hospital because I'm like, this hard. kid's crying and like, I can't help them. But, um, yeah. But yeah, so I, um, I got a job at a home health company and home health. If you, if you, you know, home health, people are like, yeah, you're a home health nurse. Eh." But like, oh my gosh, I learned so much. Like I, I got to do all kinds of skills. Like we, we did all kinds of things. You do a lot in home health and a lot of it was wound care. So we did lots of wound vacs and different things like that. But, um, so yeah, I started out at a home health company and and their nurse, their, their director of nursing, um, was really hands-on with me. Like she went to all these different um, visits and like teach, taught me how to put like catheters in and and um, wound vacs and IV antibiotics and all the things that like you do at home now. And so I had a really good hands-on nurse that helped me just like transition into like being, um, a, like being a ton like being my own nurse. Yeah. You know, because when you're in your home, when you're in the home, like it's just you and the patient. Yeah. Like you don't have you your be yeah. Yeah, you don't have your, you know, man, nurse manager on the floor like, hey, I need help with this. Like, it's just mm-hmm. you and your phone if you need to call someone. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it was like, I learned a lot. Like, when you're thrown into, like, a situation like that, like, you ha- just have to be very um, good at communicating. Like, you're constantly communicating, asking questions, making sure if you don't know something you figure it out before you go into the home. Like, there's a lot of, like, just... You know, I mean, just with any new job, like you're just like learning a lot, so I don't know, I feel like I learned a lot and i I did enjoy my job Um, and you know you have to kind of like work the system a little bit to get to where you want to be with like money wise so like the home health, we did a lot of wound care, so I was like, oh my gosh, I love wound care. I would have never thought about that when I was in nursing school <laughs> and um so that's where I started working for a hospital system, and now i I do outpatient wound care, but Um, but yeah, I feel like my first job kind of helped me to learn like really what I liked and, and, you know, what I wanted to do. And then you just kind of build off of that, but you have to find a good job that's willing to train you really good and make you feel comfortable to be autonomous and, and do all the things that, and learn all the things that you need to.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I would agree that the home health would be a really good job. I actually did home health as a nurse aide, and you really do have to kind of you know, you have to be, you know, autonomous. Um, And me going into emergency department, so I got lucky. So a lot of new nurses, they have a hard time transitioning to practice because nursing school that, you know, a lot of the clinical rotations, many, many nursing schools don't really give you a lot of hands-on practice and really know what to expect. You're kind of just shadowing a nurse most of the time. You do skills here and there, but, you know, that was my experience with our nursing uh, clinicals before I got lucky enough to get and to their, they had some kind of program in our nursing school that they chose like 10, I don't remember, 10 students, and I was luckily one of them, so I got put into a night shift emergency department residency, or not residency, it was emergency department uh, clinical rotation, Um, but uh, they, I was, I got so much hands-on, I I, I didn't believe I would ever get that much hands-on before I actually became a nurse, but it was a huge deal, like, I was putting IVs in all the time, Foley catheters, you know, like, on-demand, like, you know, I didn't, like clinical rotation. I maybe put in, I don't even think I ever did a fully catheter, IV, or anything before this. No, seriously, I don't think I you have. You did? No, before, uh, or maybe we had a rotation here, but I don't even think I did very many. So no, I, I can't did. remember what I did at that. A lot of the time, we so we you had, had an this, oncology. So we had a clinical rotation together. It was our last one before I had, like, it was our second to last one. And we went to this, the smallest rink hospital ever we had grandmas that fell down, like you know, that you know, sp- splint their toe or something like that. And we had no like no critical care, no like clinical skills. We were just doing like pretty much CNA or nurse aide type stuff. Uh, but uh, like I I don't even, I don't remember now. But I I may have done a few like skills here and there, but nevertheless, I was doing like multiple this emergency department uh, clinical rotation I had for my last semester and it really helped a lot so I don't I got lucky I can see you know the new grads that I worked with when I you know had at this time I had two years of experience working in the neurotrauma ICU a lot of them have a really hard time because there's really this is their first introduction of being a nurse and you know they're learning skills that like as they're learning all the critical thinking that's involved and it's a, it's, it can definitely be overwhelming. I mean, it was still a little overwhelming for me as, you know, getting into critical care right away, but I definitely felt like I transitioned pretty well just because of that clinical rotation. Cause I didn't have to worry about if I knew how to do uh clinical skills like IV, uh, IV insertions, fully catheters, you know, NG tube insertions I've done like probably close to hundreds of them before I even got to the bedside at working as a real nurse. So I got really lucky. So, but, uh, I definitely feel like their hospital systems, this is what I'll say is you really have to be strong on what you want as a person because these hospital systems will take you in as a new grad and you'll be immersed into like this completely unsupportive environment. This happens all the time. There's hospital systems that are either really good or really bad. And if you're going to be put in a really bad one, which you may or may not, you have to just realize that this is not how it's like everywhere else please leave like you don't want to be just they'll like pretty much throw you in a cage and say you have to stay here they'll try to sign all these new grads they'll make you try to sign a contract you have to stay for the x amount of years and all that Um, i would highly suggest you look really close into that because they they do this all the time you you want to make sure you have an outing if it's a terrible environment if you don't have people that are supporting you there's plenty of hospitals that are very supportive you need to find that hospital Especially if you're having a hard time. No, it just depends on where you're at. So yeah. if you had an experience like me, maybe that doesn't matter as much. If you're in a yeah. terrible hospital or first job, whatever. Because I definitely wasn't in – my first nursing job definitely wasn't that supportive. But then I went into the neuro ICU. Yeah, I it was feel like – very supportive.
1: Yeah, so. I feel like you don't know a lot as a new grad. Like you don't really know how much you're supposed to get paid. You don't – like yeah. there's like little things that you really don't know. Because obviously if you go from working DoorDash – or GNC. Like if you're starting out making X amount of money, like any, any, any increase in pay, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is great. But like, talk to other people, like talk to other people in your field, talk to people that uh, have been in your field for a lot longer and get their advice. Like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, Hey, what do you think about this? Cause I had a lady that I talked to very closely on my first nursing job. And she was like, oh no, like they're taking advantage of you. Like you're doing all these things. Like they're taking advantage Mm. of you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. And, um, that's why I got out there. But, um, but yeah, it's like, I was like, oh my gosh, I did not know I was getting taken advantage of. And once you stick up for yourself, like you get stronger and you just keep building and building. And then you get to, you get to where you want to be and you, you fight for yourself because no one else will do it for you. And getting, getting that support and the, just the advice and information from people that have been in your field for a long time, like is so golden.
0: Yeah. You have to, you really don't give up on finding the right place. I mean, like I said, a lot it took of people... me two years to
1: find where I work now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm telling you, it is amazing. I love my, I love my job. I love to go to work. I love it. I love the people I work with. I love to go to work. I, I mean it, when you love where you work, your home life changes too. Like if you're always stressed at work and you come home, you're like, I'm stressed. I (laughs) want to go to bed. I don't feel like making dinner. (laughs) But yeah, you have to love where you work because you spend most of your time there. Like you, you work full time. You're, if you're spending 40 hours a week there, like that is most of of your life. Like you need to love what you do, love where you work. You worked very hard to get, you know, the degree that you have. Like you need to stand
0: up for yourself. And yeah, that's a message that a lot of people need to hear is that as soon as you pass that NCLEX, you have an RN behind your name, you're qualified already you don't have to sign yourself up for a two-year contract and be, you know, taking control over a, you know, a healthcare system that, you know, treats you like trash. So if you're in a bad environment, get out because it's not like that everywhere else. It's, that's not healthcare overall. Um, And let's talk about pay because a lot of them will try to encourage, you know, not just nurses, but a lot of professions is that I think pay transparency is becoming more of a, more welcome thing because because older the the olden olden days days that you know a lot of you know even like our parents and stuff that that was like a frowned upon thing you don't share how much you make and all that stuff but uh like pay transparency you know if you have a good support group around you you do you're qualified right away it doesn't really matter how much experience now some people may argue that if you're loyal to a healthcare system it does matter if you're there for like 10 plus years you should be getting you know much more pay than everybody else around you loyalty of course counts and of course, your experience, you know, like, you know, a two-year nurse should get paid more than a new grad nurse. But what I'm saying is, is that don't be afraid to ask about, you know, if, of course, if it's okay, you can ask them if it's okay, how much you get paid. Um, because really, we climbed up, we both climbed up the ladder very fast just because of that. Because yeah. I wasn't afraid of, you know, asking my peers how much they made and, you know, how do I get to that point? Because, and here's another thing, like, they mm-hmm. act like nurses aren't allowed to, you know, Want to work for money? That's another thing they're like pretty much gaslighting nurses for, you know, being in a profession for money, which is hilarious because nursing is just another job. um It really is. In my don't opinion. tell
1: me that a <laughs> McDonald's worker can make close <laughs> yeah. to what a nurse in the hospital makes because yeah. that's that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So that's why I'm you... saying. That's why I always say like you're qualified immediately when you get that RN because not many really people can can even get that. So don't be you know letting a healthcare system control what you're qualified you know, what you deserve to be paid. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely look into that when you're looking into a new job as well because, yes, experience matters. Mm-hmm. You're you're supposed to get paid more when the more experience you get. But uh, <clears throat> definitely don't feel like you have to take a pay cut. There's some people that are taking pay cuts, you know, off their previous jobs, depending if they came from a different industry, you know, but nurses are, they deserve to get paid more for sure. And it needs, the pay transparency needs to come out and nurses don't need to be gaslit up to believe that they should not be working for money they should be working because that's what they, they, love, to to do. Do. Yeah, yeah, they love to do yeah we love to do it, it but you know it's, it's also awesome. a job so it <laughs> pays for your livelihood so don't yeah don't think that healthcare systems are gonna uh you know give you the pay that mm-hmm. you deserve without asking for it so all right so the last thing we're going to talk about guys is what is your favorite thing about nursing and what is your least favorite thing uh from your experience so far so do you want to start or me I can start. So what's your, what's your favorite my, and least favorite?
1: My, my most favorite mm. thing is, um, I love old people and, um, I just, I love old people. Like there's just something really special about them that like my heart twinkles. And, you know, I worked in a nursing home and like, they're my grandma and grandpa's. Like I love them with all my heart. And, um, uh, yeah, so I I love the relationship side of things. I love making people feel like loved and comforted and and like you're closing a loop. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so a lot of people like especially like a new patient, if we get a new patient in, um they're skeptical. Like they come in with questions or skeptical. They're, you know, you have to earn their trust and and you have to earn, you know, them feeling comfortable and supported and like they're in good hands. And I love like I love that. Like, I love making people feel like they're they're in a good place, that they're going to get really good care, that they're supported. And like, we truly love what we do. Like, I want you to feel that when you leave. Like, if you come in scared, you are going to leave the clinic, like, happy. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that I'm here. I'm so happy that I'm getting this care. And I'm telling you, like, um, that feeling of making someone, you know, come in, that feel scared and, and like, this is going to be the worst day or, you know, whatever when they leave and they give you a hug or they say, thank you so much. Or like that they express to you that they feel comforted, loved and supported. And like, they're in good hands. Like there is nothing better than that. Like, I, I love that. It's, it's, it's the best thing ever. It's like, man, this is why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other side. (laughs) One thing, you know, I don't like is you know, the other side of people where they're expect, like, you know, they, they expect you like, oh, this is your job. Then, you know, do it. And I don't care. Yeah. I don't care that you love me and support me. Like, just mm-hmm. do it. I don't, I don't care. You know, you're, this is your job. You're supposed to be doing this and they're not appreciative, yeah. you know, of what you're doing for them. And, you know, they expect things and they talk down on you and blah, blah, blah. So there is that side of things, but I mean, honestly, like that doesn't, like that's just our society these days yeah, you know see people are just ex- expect things and yeah. you know they think everyone owes them and blah 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 and you're going to see that in healthcare of course oh, yeah. and you just are like <laughs> yeah, so. i totally agree and and you treat them the same like you you consistently give yeah. them the same love and care and and you know sometimes they they switch on you and they're mm-hmm. like i love you now and you're like hi and then next <laughs> week you know but but yeah definitely yeah. like the relationship side of things and just the emo, the emotional side of things.
0: Yeah, yep, I would totally agree. So just like anything else in the world, that you're going to see the good, the bad, and the ugly type of people out there. Nursing, I is just a little elevated because, well, at least in my environment, I worked in ICU, and you know, a lot of times there weren't even, it wasn't even the patient, it was the family because mm-hmm. they're, these people are going through the worst time of their lives, most likely. They're the highest yeah. stressed, and these people were just, you know, quick to get angry at everything, you know, quick to question. And, it, you know, you have to be really good at customer service, basically, in, in the ICU. Because, yes, you have to be extremely skilled. You have to know your crap. But also, you have to be extremely good at de-escalating. Because it's not just the patients. It's the families that are coming in after you. And they will go after you. You have to have kind of like a chip on your shoulder a little bit. But I agree. The best thing about nursing, uh, by far, is you go in, especially the ICU, they come in from the ED. They're anxious as crap. They don't know what's going on a lot of times. Especially in the neuro unit. They're already confused. But uh you you go in, they're doing a mission and then they're just like their mood just changes completely because of how you are as a person. And that's where we go off of like you have to be a good person to be a good nurse. You have to
1: be genuine. You like, have
0: to be, yeah. You it's, can't
1: be a fake good person. Like you truly yeah. have to be genuine and believe in your heart like that, that that's who you truly are. Yeah. Because it shows people people can read between the lines.
0: And it makes your life so much easier as a nurse because yeah. If you have a cooperative patient, you're going to have a great day. <laughs> like, it's just really how it is. These patients can be as hard as they want on you, especially in the ICU is, you know, it's not just vital signs, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, the neediness you have, you're taking care of the neediest human beings in the world. No, physically, not just like emotionally, but of course that's going to come when they have a physical problem. But physically you're, you're not just treating like the emotions, you're treating them physically throughout the entire process. So these people are difficult to care for, but if you love your job, and you're really good at making people feel good, you're, you're going to be, you're going to like your job and it's going to make you feel good. Just inherently, I feel like humans in general, like feel good by doing mm-hmm. good. Um, so
1: that and was it one helps thing your I love doing.
0: I, and I, it's good for your health. Yeah. I love going in and like, you know, although like overall hospital work is extremely hard, but I did love like getting new admissions, hated admissions, but I loved the part of um, getting that patient in there and I made them feel like, you know, so much better about what's going on. I, I you're educated them. You were the first them. person
1: they saw I'm on I'm the floor first person that
0: they saw. Yeah. They, they're, you, you know, they're the asking lots of questions their... and I do set the, yeah, you set the tone for how mm-hmm. their experience is going to be and you see it in their eyes, like it just completely changes. So that yeah. was definitely, I agree completely. And then, yeah, worst thing is dealing with people that, you know, try to make like, you're just a, a service worker for them and blah, blah, blah. And you know, just like everything else, but nursing is just definitely elevated to the point because, you know, you want respect as a nurse. That's number one thing you'll find out is, like, your job does deserve respect, and a lot of people don't know what nurses really do. They think, like, nurses, like, wipe butts all day, but they we are literally, if it weren't for, if, you know, you could actually, I would argue, this might be a little controversial, but if you were to choose a nurse or a doctor to come in and save your life, the doctor's going to know what to do. They'll know everything what to do. But are they going to be able to actually do it? Like, do they do they know how to deliver a lot of the health care? So, like, doctors aren't necessarily trained on how to safely give medications, how to put IVs in. A lot of them don't really know how to put IVs in. But well, I'm saying a doctor, you need a doctor, of course. But if there is one lone standing healthcare worker that you needed to save your life, I would argue it's the nurse. Because... The nurses know how to save your life the safe way without killing you. What's the number one killer in America, uh, in the hospital is medical errors. So I'd say, you know, we do deserve respect. So, um that just kinda ends on uh, our podcast here. We gotta get going. So um our next podcast and the clinical break room will be actually my dad. Um, ironically, is my dad is a clinical um uh, <clears throat> what is it, clinical drug ther drug and alcohol therapist. He has
1: like two PhDs, he's <laughs> The best person in the whole and world. And he has
0: the uh, – it sounds silly that we're talking about this, but he has the best stories about his life and what he's done. He's also he, been a preacher for many, many years, and he He opened actually, an
1: orphanage in India. Yeah, he opened an orphanage still, in
0: India that's still running today, so we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. He spent many years in mm-hmm. India. Um, he has a lot of crazy stories about his, that. So Yeah, it's um, very interesting.
1: One of his first kids that w- graduated from their program in India is um, – He's yeah. a neurosurgeon, or he's a cardiac, yeah, or he's cardiothoracic cardiac, he's a surgeon a in th- yeah. an organ or something. See,
0: like that's yeah. See, he's <laughs> cool. It so he's made a huge difference in a lot of people's lives, and it's his stories are always really funny. And he
1: doesn't ever like he only tell you if you ask. Like yeah. he's very like he doesn't even he doesn't even tell people about his degrees mm-hmm. or like you know people could be calling him Doctor Kirkpatrick and like no one calls him that. Like he is <laughs> he is the most humble. Person mm-hmm. that you'll ever meet, and when he makes lasagna, I'll sit at the kitchen <laughs> and I'll ask him every Unless i I ask him, I do. yeah, <laughs> I I know more about Will's dad than he knows about his own dad, because I would just sit there and be like, "So tell me another story," you know, he has like,
0: unlimited stories. So we're gonna get deep into yeah. uh understanding like his life experiences because it's it definitely is. It makes you kind of stop and think how how amazing, lucky we
1: are in the uh, U.S. Yeah, and how, how lucky we are. Unappreciative amazing. people are yeah. about. You know, everything. Yeah. (laughs) The simple things.
0: Well, thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys in the next video.
1: Bye.